You're 3,000 feet above the trees in a hot air balloon. Your significant other gets down on one knee and pulls out a box containing a ring. You realize that this is the magic moment you've been looking forward to. Because there's never been a better time to test drive the 2019 CLA Coupe at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. With its sleek silhouette, unrivaled performance and technology, the CLA is your dream ride. Visit MBUSA.com slash CLA to learn more. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Dr. Ron here, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored with our Philly opener. Today's special guest is Dr. William Wong. I'm sure you'll enjoy everything he has to tell you today. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 279. Incredible. We're very grateful. And as we start every show with an attitude of gratitude, And as I've been telling you, a feeling of gratitude makes us see things from a more optimistic point of view. And being optimistic has been shown to lower blood pressure, help you get a better night's sleep, and increase longevity. It also helps us balance back faster from stressful situations. So with an attitude of gratitude, I want to start today's program. And to keep our attorneys happy, I must say that this program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. And ladies and gentlemen, as you know, our, our co-host today is Dr. Jerry Smith, which I'll, who will be here shortly. But I want to leave you with this. I want to start with this thought. Yesterday's the past. Tomorrow's the future. But today is a gift. And that's why we call it the present. So with that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let me bring in Dr. Jerry Smith, and then we'll bring in our guest. Dr. Jerry, how are you, sir? I am happy and sad, happy that we have probably one of the top practitioners in the world to interview today, and sad because when I did the research for the show, the the traditional medical system is, is a total failure, total failure, and and we'll get into that later, possibly, but Anyway, so I'm so excited to hear about Dr. Wong's uh, breakthrough and his supplementation and so forth. Well, ladies and gentlemen, today, as we've been advertising and you've seen on all the social media, we have as a guest Dr. William Wong. He's a classical naturopath, a Ph.D. exercise physiologist. Texas State Naturopathic Medical Association professional member. He's a certified athletic trainer, certified sports medicine trainer, World Sports Medicine Hall of Famer, World Martial Arts Hall of Fame member, and an old right Catholic priest and health and fitness consultant. Dr. Wang uh, teaches his philosophy and what he has found to be the cornerstones of health and an active life. He helps people understand the root causes of chronic illnesses. And that really struck me because whatever we've been telling you for five years, 
get the splinter out, get to the root cause, and you'll get you'll you'll enjoy health, real health. And he he enjoys bringing to light information on new and effective natural remedies for chronic illnesses. And he, uh, you'll be surprised uh, if we are fortunate enough to have him on again to talk about it, the information he has on exercise. I think that's really important for us to 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 know about. So with that, let me introduce the the lecturer, world famous Dr. William Wong. Good afternoon, Dr. Wong. Howdy, folks. Howdy, and thank you for the super kind words. Thank you very much. I'm humbled. You're, you're more than welcome. Well, as you as you know, we have. Uh, and on, and, and I, on, as a side note, I have a new nickname, which I'll, I will talk about later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that wasn't on my boat. <laughs> um, so, we're, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about systemic enzymes, okay? And um, to, to, to tell you all that uh, Dr. Jerry and myself and our families and his patients – we have been using this systemic enzyme, these body-wide enzymes. They are not the GNC digestive enzymes. They're not the papaya. They're systemic enzymes. They are used for a lot of reasons, including anti-inflammatory reasons. They uh, are they modulate immune function. They are fi- they they are fibrinolytic. We'll get, we'll we'll give give you the definitions of these words. They are antiviral, anti-aging. But rather than me give you all this information, let's get it from the expert and uh, Dr. Wong. Well, there are are five things that proteolytic enzymes do very, very very well. Let let me give you the the long name, orally administered proteolytic enzymes. Uh, The first thing is that they act as a natural anti-inflammatory and they don't use a COX-1, a COX-2, a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory mechanism of action, and they don't have a corticosteroid mechanism of action, so they don't have the side effects of either one of those guys. You know, if you remember back to when the COX-2s came out, everyone was jumping on the bandwagon, oh, COX-2s, you know, have, have all, the, all the effects of a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory without any of the side effects. And then Biox started killing, of what, 30,000 folks? <laughs> or, yeah, or, yeah. Biox or Celebrex, one of those two. And then after 36,000 folks, the FDA took it off the market because it wound up, here, here's an anti-inflammatory that actually created inflammation in the heart. Oh, my God, who knew? You know? So yep. the, 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 the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs have their side effects, usually toxic livers, liver damage, toxic kidneys, kidney damage, intestinal bleeding, which actually kills between 18 and 22,000 people a year. The, mm. the, the, and those numbers, by the way, folks, are, are not made up by some naturopath in Texas who's, who's obviously off his rocker. Those numbers come from the morbidity and mortality report of the CDC. Then we have the, the, the corticosteroids that have horrible side effects. They cause the long bones excuse me, the flat bones to continue growing. They hold water. They, they do all sorts of nasty stuff if you use them in the long term. Uh, they terribly thin the skin, causing a lot, of, a lot of bleeding and a lot of skin ripping. The enzymes work naturally without side effects to, to, to get rid of inflammation by eating, by lysing. The word lysing means eating. Eating away 
at the immune system complex, these the, the pro-inflammatory cytokines that the body makes to create inflammation. Very, 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 very simple. You're only supposed to have X amount of these uh, cytokines floating around. Anything beyond that amount, the body knows that it's got too much. It marks it as exogenous. Think of back when you were a kid. Nothing ever bothered you. You could twist your ankle. You could be back on the road or back in the game after a five-minute rest. That same level of twisted ankle after 35 would lay you up for three weeks. Your body then was doling out enzymes by the tablespoon, and nothing could hurt you. You were in bloody invincible because your own enzymes would fight off the inflammation and speed the repair mechanisms. We know that we, we that the enzymes do this because we have over 50 years, actually going on 60 years, of actual clinical use of these systemic enzymes in European medicine and Japanese medicine. We know that the enzymes work because in Europe, for example, over 160 million people have been on to, have been prescribed systemic enzymes by their physicians, by their MDs, because over there it's a known thing, and they've benefited from the enzymes. The next thing that the enzymes do is something that nothing else in nature can do. It eats away at scar tissue and fibrosis. There is nothing on God's green earth besides a proteolytic enzyme that can eat away at fibrosis. Now, I want you to think about something. Diseases usually end in either an itis or an, or an osis. If it's an itis, it's an inflammatory condition. If it's an osis, it's a, it's a fibrosis condition. We learn in anatomy in school that fibrosis is actually what kills us. If you take the body of an 18-year-old and the body of an 80-year-old, you take the internal organs out of the 18-year-old's body, it's what we expect to see in the organs. They're, they're juicy, they're full-sized. You cut through them, it feels like, like, like let's say, they're very firm jello if you're cutting through the, something like a liver. You take the internal organs out of the 80-year-old, they're shrunken. They're, the diminution in size creates a diminution in, in, in function. When you cut through them, it feels like you're cutting through an Italian bread that's been left on the kitchen counter for a week. I'm exaggerating, but you get the idea. <laughs> And that's because the scar tissue grows into the internal organs. The scar tissue, the body wants to firm up anything that's hollow and anything that moves. That's what the body wants to do. If you sat on your couch for a year, you wouldn't be able to move your joints very far. The body wants to cement up whatever is loose and wiggly, let's say. And the hollow organs are always shot through with fibrosis, with the aging process. Okay, so let's say your kidney's full of fibrosis. You've got glomerulosclerosis. Your lungs are full of fibrosis. You've got pulmonary fibrosis. Your liver's full of fibrosis. You've got cirrhosis. Okay? The enzymes go in, and they eat away at the fibrosis, just like they did when you were a kid. Think about when you cut yourself when you were little. You cut your finger, and a week later, you couldn't see where the wound was. It's healed over. It's slick. It's pliable. It's supple. What happens after 50 when you cut your finger? You get this big knob of, 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 of scar tissue. You've got this keloid growing there. It's not very flexible. It's really not very strong. And uh, what happens is the body pumps a lot of fibrin 
it up, but then didn't take away the fibrin, the excess fibrin, to allow the skin to go back to its original condition because you don't have the enzymes. Now, why don't we have the enzymes? The body makes a finite amount of proteolytic enzymes in a lifetime out of the pancreas. We all learned in physiology that old age began at 27, but Guyton never told us why. So, from Max Wolf, who figured out that around the age of 25, 27, the body, making only a finite amount of enzymes in a lifetime, uses about half of those enzymes up by the time you're 25, 27. If it kept up doling out the enzymes the way it did before you hit 25, you wouldn't live to 40, because three days after you make your last drop of proteolytic enzyme, you're stone cold dead. You can always tell a premorbid condition by measuring proteolytic enzyme levels, just like you can with, with measuring dopamine. Three days after you make your last drop of dopamine, you're stone cold dead. Same thing. So the body starts doling out the enzymes with an eyedropper instead of with a tablespoon, which is why after 30, 35, all of your old aches and pains, all of the old football injuries, every twisted ankle, every fall off the bike, every hit in the martial arts comes back and says, Hi, how are you? Remember me? And that's when we begin to slow down, and that's when things begin to start hurting. And that's also when arthritic changes start, start happening, because we don't have the enzymes to fight away the inflammation. The end. Remember the formula. Irritation leads to inflammation. Inflammation leads to induration, to hardening, to scar tissue, and then hardening leads to death. That's how we. That's how we learned it. And you, we can fight both the inflammatory part of that equation, and we can fight the fibrosis part of the equation, since most of the itises and the osises are the stuff that actually wind up killing us. We can extend our lifespan and be a heck of a lot healthier. Okay, the other three things, real fast, that systemic enzymes do is they clean the blood. The blood is not only the river of life, it's the river of garbage. The blood is where your body shunts all of its trash, all of its waste materials to go into the liver. The liver is supposed to filter it out the first time the stuff goes through, and you're supposed to live happily ever after. After a certain age, the liver gets sluggish. If we don't take our B vitamins if we've drank too much alcohol, if we don't have enough water, if, 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 if. Lots of, lots of different factors are involved here. So the body doesn't clean the blood the first time it goes through the liver. The body doesn't clean the blood the second time it goes through the liver. And all that fibrin and all that garbage and all the necrotic debris begins to accumulate and your blood starts getting thicker. Your sed rate goes up. If we put in the enzymes, all of a sudden, We've got the wherewithal to clean the blood. We've got what the liver is supposed to do when it goes, when the blood goes through. We've got it already floating around the bloodstream, so we can eat away at the excesses of fibrin and fibrinogen. We can break down the garbage so that the body can just dispose it into the bowel and be done with it. We can eat away at the stuff that is clogging up the FC receptors. Let me explain what an FC receptor is. The white blood cells, when they attack a, a, a germ, have these little hands. It actually looks like an upside-down tree if you look at it in, a, in, in, a, in, a, in a, one of those big-ass big electron microscopes. 
and the FC receptors rip apart the germ, physically just rip it apart. And then the FC receptors go from being a warrior to being a garbage man. They take those little pieces of the germ and they take it to the liver, and the liver is supposed to clean off the clean their hands off and send them back to work as warriors. The longer it takes for the FC receptors to get cleaned, the the longer that that white blood cell is a garbage man instead of a warrior. But we want that white blood cell to be a, a warrior and not a dustbin man. So we we want to put the enzymes in there, and the, the proteolytic enzymes are what clean off the FC receptors. So in cleaning off the FC receptors, we have a boost in the body's ability to fight off infection. The enzymes are also immune system modulating. If the immune system is down too low, it'll boost it up. If the immune system is cranked up too high, as in lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, MS, the enzymes will actually eat away at the antibodies that the immune system is creating to attack its own tissue. Finally, the, the, the enzymes are mildly antiviral and antibacterial. Enzymes eat proteins that don't belong in your body. That's, that's why when, when, when you eat a steak, the enzymes will digest the steak because it's a protein that doesn't belong in your body. The enzymes eat it away. They dissolve it down. They lyse it down. And this, it does the same thing with germs and viruses. They are proteins that obviously don't belong in the body. They're tagged as, as exogenous by, by the body. And the proteolytic enzymes will eat away at the exogenous proteins. So it, not only do we have improved immune function through cleaning the FC receptors, but the enzymes themselves help to fight off the things that might infect us. Okay, that's a great summary, Dr. Wong. And to, just just for our listeners to be to sure, be sure they understand, inflammation is a necessary part of healing. Okay. And yeah. And uh, and the the the, the uh, systemic enzymes are modulators. They just, they don't get rid of the inflammation, correct? Not entirely. They just leave you enough to do the job you're supposed to do, and 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 and, and take away what what is excessive. Again, think of when you were a kid and you twisted your ankle. You got the inflamed ankle. You hobbled around for a few minutes. Then the enzymes went to work and. 15 minutes later, you're back in the game. Right. Exactly. Well, uh, you know what, Dr. Wong, uh, could you just explain the difference between the common term used uh, in, by lay people, I'm taking an enzyme and it really is papaya and, and bromelain, and, and what a systemic enzyme is and what, what, what separates zymescence sure. from what, what other products out there? You know, when most people think of enzymes, they think of digestive enzymes. And actually, digestion is the very last thing a proteolytic enzyme will do. The pancreas releases proteolytic enzymes first into the bloodstream. In the bloodstream, they do all the stuff we just, we just finished talking about. Now, think of enzymes as a lock and key mechanism. Enzymes actually have teeth. It's like a, a, a puzzle. Enzymes only fit into particular proteins at particular places. So uh, the, the, the lock and key mechanism fits into particular proteins. They eat that protein, but as the teeth on the, uh, on, on, the, on the key mechanism, as they begin to wear out, the body then shunts that bit of proteolytic enzyme 
into the intestines where they still have enough punch to act as a digestive enzyme. So we're not taking digestive enzymes and making them systemic. All proteolytic enzymes start off as systemic, and then they become digestive. So most people have it the other way around. Now, I have to say that any, any active enzyme, if you put it in your mouth, if you suck on it, if you bite on it, it will bite you back. There isn't enough mucosa in the mouth, there isn't enough mucus covering in the mucosa of the mouth to protect you against the, the irritating action of the enzymes. The enzymes will want to start going active in your mouth if you bite down on, a, on an enzyme product that has a lot of activity. This is why I laugh at chewable digestive enzymes. They can't have any enzymes in it. They can't have any activity because if they did, you wouldn't be able to chew it. Good point. Bite into a bite into a woven enzyme. Get past the enteric coating. Just bite into it. Start 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 chewing it and see what happens to the inside of your mouth. You'll think you got a thousand ants in there, biting away. If the powder itself is enterically coated, as it is with with with, with our zymescence, that won't happen so much. You'll feel some of some of the biting, but uh, the 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 the. The pH isn't exactly right in the mouth to, to dissolve the enteric coating. The enteric coating is meant to protect the enzymes from acids and heat. The enteric matrixing, let's call it, on the powder preserves the enzymes from the stomach acid, only dissolves in the presence of a 6.5 or, or better pH, which is the alkaline alkalinity we see in the duodenum. The duodenum is usually 6.5, then the small intestines are 7 and better. And that's when the enzymes have their enteric matrix dissolve, and there's enough mucus protection in the intestines that the enzymes don't irritate the intestines. Then the enzymes get absorbed. There was always a question, <clears throat> are the enzymes too large a protein to be absorbed? And for 50 years, and even still, I still find... Uh, uh, nutritionists and MDs who will swear to me that you can't absorb an enzyme. Now, mind you, salmonella is five times larger than the largest enzyme. It's five times heavier in Dalton weight. And we have no problem imagining salmonella being uh, absorbed through the in intestinal tract. But these guys, just, they've been told something wrong, and we knew it was wrong as far back as 1924. But they still wow. keep teaching it in med school. Yep. Dr. Max Wolf, who was the, 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 the lead researcher in proteolytic enzymes, he was an MD, he was an OBGYN, he had seven PhDs after his MD, so the guy was a doctor eight times over. Research enzymes at Columbia with Dr. Helen Benitez came up with the first proteolytic enzyme uh, 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 supplement. Uh, he, he, he took the work of Dr. M.L. Rothi, Dr. Rothy was the first biochemist to isolate an enzyme. He isolated papain in 1924. He, in turn, started using it medicinally as an antifibrinolytic, as an antifibrosis agent, a fibrinolytic agent, both therapeutically and he used it on food. That's what, uh, oh, what, uh, uh, what's, what's, what's that stuff you, you, you put on steak? Uh, meat tenderizer. Uh, meat tenderizer. Yes, thank you. Right. It's papain. 
he, he found a digestive use for it and a therapeutic use for it. Dr. Wolf picked up on Dr. Rothy's work, and then more biochemists went out and isolated more enzymes. They isolated pancreatin and then the, all the enzymes from pancreatin and so on and so, and so forth. But we knew as far back as the 1920s that enzymes could get absorbed through the in, intestinal tract. So, Dr. W- Dr. Wong, uh, also uh, in this fibrinolysis and keeping the red blood cells flexible, uh, that's part of the anti-aging uh, effect of the enzymes, I would imagine. Oh, gosh. And, yes. And secondly, the, it, the, the uh, power of synergy is also important in an enzyme formula. You know, you have to, you have to balance what enzymes do. You also have to know what enzymes work on what. Let me give you a, for instance, of an enzyme that has great promise but doesn't work. Lumbokinase. Lumbokinase, if you take a look at the handbook of proteolytic enzymes, if you want to spend 700 bucks on a textbook, <laughs> uh, ah. the handbook of proteolytic enzymes says that uh, lumbokinase has X amount of, of fibrinolytic action on these substrates and whatever else. Okay. An earthworm uses lumbokinase to digest the ground that it goes through as it, makes its, as it tunnels its way through the earth. Okay. Now let's look at serapeptase. Serapeptase, cupros, serapeptidase, they're all roughly the same thing. Names are the same enzyme. Cupros is a slight variation of the serapeptase. They're made by silkworms, and they're one of the strongest proteolytic enzymes around. On paper, lumbokinase is about two, three times stronger. The serapeptase is 16 times stronger than chymotrypsin, which is the strongest mammalian and human proteolytic enzyme. The, earth, the, 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 the silkworm uses the serapeptase to dissolve the cocoon so the butterfly can come out of the cocoon. Okay, it turns out that silk is a heck of a lot closer to fibrin and fibrosis than the stuff that the earthworm has to eat through. So while the earthworm enzymes are technically stronger in their effect, because earthworms have to eat through dirt. The serapeptase works better because silk is closer to human fibrin than whatever the earthworm has to eat through. So while some enzymes really look good on paper, in vivo, in live human beings, I mean, what do we have inside of us that's like dirt? Nothing. What do we have inside of us that's that's almost the same comp- composition as silk, a whole hell of a lot. Yeah. You know, that, the, and, and that, that's a great point. You must have read the Townsend letter a couple months ago because they had an article on, on lumber kinase and uh, made it sound terrific until you got to the end and it didn't work. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, that's uh, really I've, true. I've, I've actually written for the, for, for the Townsend back in the 90s, but uh, I honestly haven't seen a copy of the Townsend in the maybe the last 15 years. Well, in the 90s, it was a, a fold-over stapled newsletter. Now it's... A, yeah, exactly. A, a, right. Like, it looks like GQ now. <laughs> <laughs> I, rem- I, I remember those mimeograph pages, actually. Yeah. yeah I mean, I've, been, I've been getting that since uh, they, they started also. Yeah. All right. 
Dr. Wong, so what what we try and do also on on this program is is be practical, and uh, and that that for sure you are. So we we know now a little bit about systemic enzymes. Uh, if they want to know more, you'll give them the the uh, website and so forth later on. But in general, who should and who should not be taking systemic enzymes, and namely zymescence. You know. Anyone over 35 should be on systemic enzymes for all the reasons that I, I, I talked about, to fight the itises and the osises, because those are the things most likely to kill us. Yes, we might die of infection. Yes, we might die of accidents. Yes, we might die of whatever. But most folks die of either, either as the consequence of either an itis or an osis. <clears throat> but uh, most folks under 35 really won't feel what the enzymes will do for them. Give you give you an example. Uh, my 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 second child, my oldest boy, hard charging marine, reconnaissance infantry. No, excuse uh, excuse me. Uh, he 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 was he was a uh, 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 light armored reconnaissance. And then after the the war, it was his unit that that actually pulled down the statue of Saddam and led the way into Baghdad. Hmm. Uh, he became a contractor, and with all the stuff that that, 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 that contractors do out in the Middle East, when he, before he hit 30, he didn't see the need for taking any systemic enzymes. He was, he was fine. After 30, and he's now approaching 35, he understands why I was telling him to take the enzymes. Huh. Gotcha. Everything's <laughs> catching up with him. So, you know, most folks under... Un, under 30 will take the enzymes, and unless they're active athletes, they really won't know. They they won't feel what's going on. You've got to have the owies setting in before you realize what the enzymes are doing for you. Or let's say you just had a, a C-section. Gal has a C-section. She has all these ropes of intra-abdominal scar tissue, and she feels a restriction on her bladder, and she can actually palpate. She can feel those ropes. Around, around her abs and around her, 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 her surgical wound. Well, you take the enzymes, six to eight weeks later, those ropes are gone. They can feel what the enzymes do. Pulmonary fibrosis patients, most of them, not all, we, of, of, of the, let's say, six, 700 PF patients, COPD patients and emphysema patients I've communicated with, let's say in the last 10 years, we've had, we have had three failures that I can count. PF patient can barely get up off of his sofa, can't go up a flight of stairs, do whatever. Starts on the enzymes. Within 30 to 60 days, he has increased SAO2, increased vital capacity. He can now walk to his mailbox. Six months later, he's walking a mile and asking his doctor for Viagra because he wants to make love to his wife again. These are the stories we get back. These are the, right. are the folks who are afflicted by some sort of a itis or an osis. Okay, so before I, I, I my co-host Dr. Jerry, who's, who's who's panting and can't wait to ask you questions, <laughs> let me ask you one more. <laughs> uh, what are the contraindications to systemic enzymes, and are there any uh, foods, green vegetables, that should be avoided with with your product? You know. The only folks who should not be on systemic enzymes unless they're on, on medical supervision are the folks on the medical blood thinners, the warfarin, coumadin, heparin, but especially do not take the enzymes 
with the new blood thinners, the Zeraltos and, and those other horrible things that you cannot it uh, uh, there's, there's no with to. vitamin K. Yeah. Uh, there, there are horrendous giant lawsuits against those new blood thinners because they you, you can't stop them. Once they once they start causing a hemorrhage, there is no such thing as feeding a patient tums and injecting them with vitamin K and, and and getting them out of it. So the 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 we have seen that those patients on blood thinners should not be using the enzymes because the enzymes help the drugs to work better. Also, we advise hemophiliacs against using the enzymes because their blood is already thin. Although I have to say, I've had class two and three hemophiliacs report back to me that they use the enzymes and it didn't affect their blood viscosity negatively at all. But just how about, in case, how, how, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, no. I agree. Yeah, that, uh, that 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 should be. Uh, they they have to be under medical supervision, right? I mean, if they're a hemophiliac and taking that. Right. So, and how about vitamin K one and K two? And uh, uh, a lot of lot of lot of our listeners are using K two along with uh, uh, D three uh, in, in conjunction to to get their vitamin D levels up. Is there any contraindication with uh, <clears throat> K two especially? Well, the vitamin Ks can undo some of the uh, blood thinning that the enzymes will cause. You know, most of the time folks have, have blood that's as thick as ketchup or yogurt due to either excesses of fibrinogen, excesses of adhesion molecules, too much too much necrotic debris, high, high sed rate, or just plain old de- dehydration. The enzymes will help to, to uh, Allow the blood to get into every little crook and, and nanny, but the the we have to be careful because the the vitamin K1 especially will undo that. Now, if you're on a huge dose of enzymes, and I'm 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 going to touch on something that I'm not supposed to, the use of enzymes in CA therapy. Uh, that okay. is a no-no. I never speak to that because it's a way to get the FDA putting their boot up your ass and turning it sideways. Yep. But let's say let's let's talk about Wovenzyme. Uh In German medicine, in most of Eastern and Central Europe, and in Japan, systemic enzymes are used as part of cancer therapy because they eat away at the exterior protein coating that the cancer uses to 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 shield itself against the immune system. So if you eat away at the exterior protein coating, the immune system can can get in there and fight the CA. I will honestly tell you that I've seen the enzymes just eat stuff away altogether. But I'm not supposed to say that. You didn't hear me say that. Now, no. the, the, it, with, with the 300 Wobenzyme that you have to take in a day, if you're using Wobenzyme, using Zyme Essence, it's only nine. But if, with the 300 Wobenzyme that you have to use in a day for that therapy, yeah, you need to take a milligram of vitamin K and about 600 milligrams of calcium to maintain your blood viscosity because it's going to get real, real, real thin. 300 Wobenzyme, yeah, that's going to thin your blood out a lot. I uh, think uh, so. Yeah. Uh, now, Wobenzyme also makes an enzyme called Wobimugos. Wobenzyme has one milligram of, 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 of chymotrypsin. Uh, that's their main fibrinolytic enzyme. The Wobimugos has three milligrams. So the CA dose 
of Wobimugos is only 100 a day. But you still need to take the vitamin K because you're both going to get really thin. You're going to get nosebleeds. If you cut yourself shaving, you'll bleed for a week, you know, stuff like that. All right. This, uh, this we, Dr. Jerry and I talked about some questions, and I, I know he, now that you brought up the liver, and uh, uh, he, he's ready to go. Dr. Jerry, go ahead. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, first of all, i got to give you an accolade. Most vitamin formulators, manufacturers, are looking to cut corners, you know, to increase their profits. And i got to tell you, from the bottom of my heart to your heart, you've gone the extra mile to make this the most powerful, most the gold standard of the darn industry. And I, I applaud you for thank that. You. And, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. We, we have really tried. When I studied with, with Dr. Ronsberger in, in Germany at Mucus Pharma, Mucus Pharma makes, makes Wobenzyme. Uh, I asked him, can you make this preparation stronger? And he said, yeah, but then we wouldn't sell as many pills. <laughs> so I promised myself that, that when it came my turn to make a systemic enzyme, I would make it as strong as I could possibly make it, as kick-ass as I could possibly make it, and have it be as affordable as I could possibly make it. We only use pharmaceutical-grade proteolytic enzymes from the world's top producer of proteolytic enzymes, especially the, the world's best producer of seropeptase. My wife, who's a business genius, she's a fashion model with a 167 IQ, and all that IQ, most all of it, is in business. She created a business model so that we make a profit, yeah, not an obscene profit like some folks out there, but we make a profit, I won't deny that, uh, and, but we, 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 we sell the zymescence and, and everything else we make at a significantly less markup than the rest of the, of the products in the industry. Let me give you, a, for instance, with, with the Wobenzyme. The, uh, when you put 800 tablets of Wobenzyme in a bottle, those 800 tablets cost 8 bucks. You put the cotton in, it's 16 bucks. You put the label on, it's 36 bucks. Each time someone handles that bottle, the cost of that bottle doubles. And that gives you the, 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 the normal retail price. And that is how the markup system works. Then you, there are so many layers of people, there are distributors, there are retailers, whatever, uh, that they need their markup, so the, the price just keeps on going up. We, my wife, developed a system. I'm not going to take any credit for this. This is her business genius. She developed a system of markup and developed a system of sales where we keep the, 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 the prices relatively low compared to what you're getting. You're getting a Cadillac for a Volvo price, basically. And the, it, 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 it fulfills my promise to myself of making the most kick-ass systemic enzyme and having it be reasonably priced. Well, that being said, I want to refer to a statement that you made referencing a German study where they fed human test subjects the equivalent of 3,750 capsules a day for several yep. weeks. And, right. and all their blood values were like 
you know, the top athletes in the world. Do you attribute this to basically cleansing the blood and getting all the toxic crap out of it so that the organs are working at their, their most optimal level? Yes and no. When you come to figure who, this, who the people were in this study, in Germany, you can, you can cut back on your jail time by volunteering for medical studies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they still do stuff like that there, yeah? So all these, all these volunteers were federal German prisoners in jail. So, Probably you know, the worst, the worst medical background ever. <laughs> bingo! You've got your drug addicts, you've got your your, your 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 alcoholics, you've got your God knows what, you know, sick with sick with who knows what, and they're like you said, their blood values after a few weeks on this, uh, on the enzymes were golden. They couldn't believe how good their blood was. So in essence, <laughs> yeah, these detox programs for drug addicts—they they should be on heavy doses of this stuff, and it'll clean them up in record time. Which brings up an interesting question uh, that I put together: Wouldn't it be beneficial if everybody did like a two-week or a ten-day extreme dose of zymescence? To be honest with you, I just start taking ten twice a day, uh, and I'm going to just do it for you know a ten-day period sure to, to, to do like a real a good cleanse. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, yes. You know, the lipase in the enzymes uh, dissolves the fat in the liver. Now, that's beneficial for a couple of reasons. If you've got a cirrhosis patient, the benefits are obvious. But the, the fat cells in the liver are what hold all of our toxins. Now, usually we have to make the, the, the toxins water-soluble by combining them with a sulfur, and then the 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 the, the, the toxins can can get shunted out of, out of the body through through the bowel. Well, some folks whose livers are so toxic, with the first dose of enzymes, regardless of how small it is, whether it's one zyme essence or one woven zyme or whatever, they get this, the the lipase acting on the fat cells in in the liver, and they have a dump. Either they get the runs or they get this massive headache because they're constipated and the toxins can't get out. The liver has shunted the, the toxins into the bloodstream and they're just floating around waiting for the bowels to move. Come on, let's get out of here. And since the bowels are all bunged up together, then they, they, they can't get out. So my recommendation is, since magnesium is needed to activate the enzymes, now we put in magnesium there, we put the magnesium in the zymescence to help activate the enzymes, but not enough to keep the bowels flowing. Magnesium governs bowel moisture. So we should put in, uh, we should also take magnesium to help have a, a nice, easy bowel movements. Not the runs, but maybe just shy, okay? So that when the liver dumps the toxins, they don't float around too long. They could just get out. Which brings up another interesting question I put together. I, I treat a lot of chronic uh, pain patients and all kinds of cancer patients, this, that, and the other thing. And one of the things that only took me 35 years to connect the dots, but we go through a, a sequence. And the first thing we do in any uh, you know major illness is clean the liver out. You know, yes. I test them for the glutathione, for the superoxide dismutase, mm-hmm. um, you know, choline, the B vitamins. 
do you recommend that with someone who's like really toxic to do that first, then hit them with these imessins to get a more effective result? Uh, yes and no. I've seen the enzymes do a great job on folks just, you know, by just regular use, not not even not not even mega dosing. It's always good to know what's there before, so that you have, you know, a, 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 if 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 you're measuring levels of of, of, of health or, or or visceral activity or whatever. So you know, having that baseline would 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 be good, but you know, not absolutely essential must must have. I don't think. Because I overall I have very little Herxheimer reactions with my patients mm-hmm. by cleaning the liver out first before I do any heavy duty, you know, heavy metal or pesticides. I'm finding a lot of glyphosate in in majority of sick patients. It's nasty stuff, and uh, you know, Absolutely. as you well know, it causes uh, leaky gut, which opens up a whole new can of worms and and the allergies and problems. But um, the excitement is that. With the addition of your product, it's it's blowing my circuits. I got to tell you, Doctor Wong, <laughs> I, I had two, literally two patients with blood pressure problems. One guy was spiking up and down every day. The other guy was high. Nothing, nothing in the medical or alternative uh, industry put a dent in it. And six weeks after I had him on his IMSs, both of them had normal blood pressures. <laughs> you know, the, the with with folks who have clogged up microcirculation. We see that happening a lot. Uh, the, 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 the body clogs up the microcirculation as well as, as, as it clogs up the arteries. It's actually a hell of a lot easier. All you, all you need is a fibrin plug. For example, we've, we, we've had gals. Now, now, gals feel this most more than guys do. We've had gals with very poor circulation of the extremities, cold, cold hands and feet, tell us that when they started taking the enzymes, they felt like they had ants crawling under their skin. That's the enzymes actually lysing away at the microcirculation in the capillaries and the venules. And it, it only happens for about three days or so. And then it goes away. And then all of a sudden, their hands were warm. Their feet were warm. They didn't have to put their feet on their husbands to, 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 to warm them up anymore. Their husbands weren't shocked when their wives put their feet on them to warm them up anymore because they weren't so cold. Well, an interesting observation I've had so far, I've only had three patients that had adverse effects from the zymescence, and all three of them had a gastritis issue. And mm-hmm. just like you mentioned about putting the enzymes in the mouth and you're getting that, you know, burning sensation. Yes. I think a gastritis patients, you know, you probably should try to heal them up first with the, you know, folic acid and, and glutamine heal that up, that wound, it's actually a wound, and then hit them with the Zymensin slowly afterwards. Yes, and uh, uh, although we see in Germany, they actually treat uh, upper and lower GI ulcers with with the enzymes. I, wow. uh, uh, my recommendation would not be to do that, but, it, you know, they, they, they found a way to, to, to uh, combine it with uh, uh, aloe vera and what else? I forget. I think it's just aloe vera juice, mm-hmm. and uh, and they they they're they're getting decent results. What what uh, one of the things that that we see uh, with vegetarians especially, but they're mostly with with folks who know no HCL, 
and, and 40% of folks over 40 don't make hydrochloric acid. But it's especially with, with long-term vegetarians, most vegetarians, after they've been vegetarian for years, stop making hydro, hydrochloric acid. And with them, they have very alkaline stomachs. The enteric coating dissolves in the alkaline stomach. The enzymes go active and irritate the heck out of the stomach. With those folks, they can take the enzymes either with food or with, with uh, 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 aloe vera, and they do just, just fine. Mucos Pharma, in their research, found that 2% of all the folks who will take a systemic enzyme will have that irritation in the stomach due to the fact that they don't make HCL. Now, I have to say, with the older systemic enzymes, we didn't want people taking them with food because a lot of the enzymes would have gotten waylaid into digesting the food and wouldn't be available for system-wide absorption. With the zymescence, that's not the case. It takes one-sixteenth of the enzymatic action in one zymescence capsule to digest Thanksgiving. Wow. You couldn't eat enough to waylay all the enzymatic action in one zymescence. So if you have to take it with food because of any situation, either timing or your schedule or you, you, you don't make any HCL and the enzymes irritate your stomach for any reason whatsoever, go ahead and take the zymescence with food. It's perfectly okay. Well, that's a pearl, Dr. Jerry. That, that, yeah, that, absolutely. That might, that might solve the problem uh, with, with the uh, stomach and duodenal uh, irritation. Yeah, because it's dissolving in the stomach because it's too damn alkaline. Now, here brings up another interesting question. Do you ever run into a situation where the zymescence, because it's breaking down the protein so efficiently, is creating a, an acid pH in the system? No, actually never. Uh, wow. We, okay. uh, Mucus Pharma actually found the opposite. Uh, since since the it it, uh, it helps to clear away at 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 the fibrin that that glows on the glomeruli of the kidneys, and actually reduces glomerulosclerosis. Since it improves a, a, a renal excretion of protein, uh, it, 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 it you, you, you don't get an acid buildup at all. Also, you know, releasing the nitrogen from the protein that would alkalize the system too, right? That that should, yes, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Well, <clears throat> we covered a lot, a lot of material here so far, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We uh, we have as a special guest Dr. William Wong. Uh, he uh, is a naturopathic physician, exercise physiologist. And also produces some uh, uh, supplements, including zymescence, uh, which we are talking about right now. And uh, if you have any uh, questions uh, that you haven't already sent in, uh, the chat room is open here. So if you want to uh, jot them down, I'll, I'll, I'll relay them to Dr. Wong. Uh, Dr. Jerry, do you have anything more for, for Dr. Wong? Because uh, uh, you, you, you have a lot of questions, so we, we talked about them. And I, I like the one... Uh, you asked about dementia. Uh, yeah, one, basically, uh, you know, the darn statin drugs, as you well know, cause uh, dementia as a side effect. And would the zymescence be of any benefit in, in trying to reverse that process? Well, one of the things we see, two of the things we see in any dementia patient, 
as we see with Parkinson's patients, as we see with, with brain trauma patients, as we see with whatever. First there's inflammation, and then there's fibrosis. All dementia patients have protein cross-linking, which is a form of amyloidosis. Parkinson's patients have the same amyloidosis and inflammation. Uh, the the, 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 the uh, statin issue comes from the fact that the brain is 70% cholesterol. 70% of the brain, everything we think with all the, uh, uh, are, is a bad cholesterol. Neurotransmitters are bad cholesterols, saturated fats bonded onto amino acids and B-complex B vitamins. Memories, which look like little, little, little protein trees, are saturated fats bonded onto proteins and B vitamins. What the statins do is they keep the body from replenishing the brain. You know, think, think about this. The brain has a melting point of 144 degrees because it's a saturated fat. Since it's 70% fat, if it wasn't saturated, it would be running out of your ears. <laughs> so, you know, with, you know you, 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 one of the things that happens, and that this is, this, 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 oh, you got, you, you've got me on the subject of statins now. If you went to school before 75, you learned that there were only four cases of Alzheimer's per one million population. You could practice 20 years and never see a, a case in 20 years of, of practice. What's the ratio of Alzheimer's and dementia to the population now? Two things happened. The, the Framingham study in the low cholesterol diet and polyunsaturated fats. You know, there were studies on on PubMed, which were conveniently removed about six years ago, studies from the 1920s and the 1940s showing that polyunsaturated fats destroyed brain tissue in primates. Hey, folks, we're primates. <laughs> so we've got the polyunsaturated fats, which have been attacking brain tissue. Have, has the rate of heart disease changed at all? No. But what 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 skyrocketed? The rate of dementia and Alzheimer's skyrocketed with the advent of polyunsaturated fats. Now we throw in the statin drugs, which do even more damage. I mean, they do so much damage to fats, they demyelinate nerves in the lower extremity, God's sakes, besides all the liver damage that they cause. And so, the muscle damage. Uh, yes. Oh, rap You know, back before the statin drugs, there were four major cases a rhabdomyolysis in the world, period. Now with the statin drugs, we've got tens of thousands of cases of rhabdomyolysis a year. There are docs who never saw a case of rhabdomyolysis who are now seeing a lot of them because of the statin drugs. But they don't refer to it as that. They just say it's it's muscle pain. Oh, muscle pain, <laughs> yeah. Your freaking <laughs> muscles are dissolving away. You know, exactly. I had... A, I rehabbed a patient. He was a, a, a starting, starting freshman, University of Oklahoma. Kid came from uh, uh, Glendale, Arizona. He was taking 30, 30 grams of creatine a day. Creatine is a big bodybuilding supplement. I hate creatine, so I won't get started too much. But he had so much creatine flow in his urine that it triggered rhabdomyolysis. And he's laying on the field. His thighs are swelling from the methane gas from his quadriceps dissolving, the mm -hmm. same thing is happening at his obliques. He 
horrified watching this kid with his ballooning thighs. When they took him into the OR, as soon as they opened him up, that stuff just splattered all over the place. They had, they had to wash down the walls in the OR. Because oh. methane gas and dissolved protein just went flying everywhere. Needless to say, his, his urine was so chock full of protein it almost killed, killed off his kidneys. So it damaged his kidneys permanently. When, by the time the kid got to me for rehab, he was in a wheelchair. He had very little of his quadriceps left. Uh, most of his obliques on one side were gone. Most of his rectus abdominis was gone. And here's a 19-year-old kid wondering what he's going to do with the rest of his life. That's what rhabdomyolysis does. I've treated two cases of rhabdomyolysis so far. One of them, that kid, super serious. Another one, not that serious. But, you know, for, for such a rare disease, it's happening a lot now, mainly because of the statins, and it's happening in younger folks, boys, because of the, of the, of the creatine. Wow. Well, you know, uh, we did, we have done multiple programs on Ansel Keys and how he fudged all those statistics to get uh, uh, Paul Dudley White uh, bought into this low-fat scheme. Uh, and, and you're absolutely right. The brain is a wash of cholesterol, and we, we, need, we need cholesterol for nerve function, and we need it for something else that you do talk about. Maybe you could just introduce the subject. We need it for hormones. Exactly. And Right? Yes. And you, you get Every too hormone low, you, is you, a whittled-down cholesterol. Right. And uh, if, you don't, if you don't have enough uh, cholesterol, you don't have enough hormones, but you also, you also make a, a point about estrogen dominance. And maybe, uh, not to take up too much of your time today, because you've almost been here an hour already, uh, maybe just introduce our audience to estrogen dominance and how that influences this, what we've been talking about, inflammation and fibrosis. Sure. Estrogen is the hormone that leads us to decrepitude and death. We know from the gals who take birth control pills or the gals who take HRT, they always get in a lot of internal inflammation. Their C-reactive protein levels are up. They're, they're uh, 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 what's, what's, what's the other measure of, of uh, inflammation? Said rate. Whatever it is. Said rate. Homocysteine. Yep. Yes, homocysteine. Uh, levels go up. They get a ton of inflammation, and then they get a ton of fibrosis growing into their internal organs or causing blood clots, which gives them heart attacks and strokes. So we know that that is the result of having a high estrogen. Now, as we get older, let's say a gal in premenopause and menopause, she's not making testosterone anymore, doesn't need to be horny, she's not making babies, doesn't need the progesterone anymore, she doesn't have to gestate and grow the baby. So, yes, she's making less estrogen, but estrogen is all she's got. With a guy, uh, somewhere between 40 and 45 in most men in my generation, in, in the baby boomers, in the, in the generations before me, somewhere between 50 and 65, half the men stop making luteinizing hormone so they don't trigger the testicles to make testosterone. The other half of the men go into testicular failure so... Their, their luteinizing hormone is, being, is sending the meshes to turn on, but the factory is burned down and closed. It's not working anymore. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the, 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 the adrenals are still making estrogen, though. And most men over 40 have more estrogen in them than their wives do. And that's when we, that's when we begin to, to 
really <laughs> like romantic movies and cry at commercials and we lose our muscle tone and our dicks just hang at 6.30 and don't do anything but pass water, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, it, it, and meanwhile, the estrogen inside of us is growing inflammation, growing the fibrosis, shrinking the internal organs, diminishing their function. So that's why I say that estrogen is the hormone of decrepitude and death. So would you recommend that that C-reactive protein test to give a a baseline for the inflammation of the body? Oh, yeah, yeah, that and and, uh, homocysteine. But we have to remember, uh, you know, we could lower C-reactive protein levels or or, or the homocysteine. I forget which. By taking the B vitamins, especially B12. But what we're doing there, we're, we're taking down the street signs we still have the street. We'll, we'll still have the inflammation. We just take right. down the markers. Right. Okay. Right. Um, so, you know, the, 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 the folks who think that they're fighting inflammation by lowering the markers by taking the B vitamins are fooling themselves. That's a, that's a great analogy, Dr. Wong. Dr. Wong, before we go further, uh, you, you really should put in a plug uh, for yourself uh your your uh, website where where our, our listeners can go to purchase zymescence uh and other other uh, supplements that we'll talk about uh can you do that for us please sure sure anyone who wants to take a look at at the zymescence or any of the other supplements we we make can go to drwongsessentials.com d r w o n g s essentials plural dot com if you want to read any of my rantings and ravings, these articles have been up for almost 20 years now, but they're just as valid now as they were before. You can go to uh, drwong.us, drwong.us, dot United States. Uh, if you want to hear my sh- uh, podcasts and my lectures from 2007 to 2016, go to drwongradio.com. And if you want to hear my lectures and podcasts since 2017, Go to YouTube and find the uh, 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 essentials of uh, uh, the, the the Dr. Wong's Essentials site. I keep on forgetting the name of that site. I <laughs> the do Dr. Too. Wong's but... Essentials site on YouTube. And also, ladies and gentlemen, if you order product, uh, anyway, uh, the ones I've ordered, you you will get a CD uh, titled "Fighting the Things Most Likely to Kill Us." A really interesting CD. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. And you can also find that lecture on YouTube. You can just type in "Fighting the Things Most Likely to Kill Us," and, and you can listen to it there. There you go, Dr. Wong. I got to ask you a personal question because sure. it, it's annoying at me. And one of the hardest things that I've come to deal with, and, and Dr. Ron, the same way Dr. Ron has bruised shins because his wife keeps kicking him under the table, <laughs> is to get get these morons, get these morons out there to to open up their heads that they're screwing themselves by taking statin drugs, taking all these NSAID drugs, all these other points. How the heck do you deal with that? I don't anymore. <laughs> I, I, I have stopped beating my head against the wall. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Anyone who right. wants to be a victim of the allopathic system, go right frickin' ahead. I don't give a flying <laughs> anymore. <laughs> you know, it, uh, it, 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 the world's overpopulated anyway. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, true. <laughs> there, 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 you know, there, there are 
are hospitals out there that need the cash. <laughs> <laughs> well, you they know, need to, they need to charge the units, so go, go right ahead and yeah. be a victim. Well, you know, it's interesting. I don't know if you're familiar with that the Gary Knowles article, uh, Death by Medicine, and this was back yes. in 2004. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and cheese and crackers, I mean, people don't realize that it's a failed system. The numbers back it up. You know, the government agencies, you know, try to poo-poo vitamins that they're dangerous. But let's let's talk about some of the basic statistics. 2.2 million people a year uh, have adverse reactions to medications that were prescribed. Yep. You know, the yeah. doctors and, and, and hospital systems are the number one leading cause of death in America. The, the, again, to quote from, from the M&M report, the morbidity and mortality report of the CDC, these are the federal government's own numbers. Uh, roughly uh, over 100,000 people die from iatrogenic disease, meaning doctor-caused disease. 84 to 95,000 people die from hospital uh, uh, mistakes. Another 100,000 to 120-some-odd thousand die from the, the side effects of the regular use, not the abuse, the regular use of medicine. And then we throw in the 18 to 22,000 people that die just from the regular use of, of, uh, of uh, aspirin, usually, but, but all, of the, uh, all of the NSAID drugs. That comes out to about 300 grand. Well, I mean, the number... Kill that much or, yeah, the sorry, number that they threw out in the article was like 783,936 a year died from... Uh, by medicine, by conventional medicine, from all causes. Wow. Well, that's even worse than I thought. Holy yeah, it is. <laughs> well, you and know, the the FDA's uh, work just on adverse drug effects, just adverse drug effects, is a hundred thousand deaths a year, just on any, just the yes, per, right. regularly prescribed drugs. Yep. Yep. And Great. that stuff that you know, oh, I, I want a medicine that's FDA approved. You know, everything that's FDA approved can kill you. And hardly anything that isn't FDA approved can hurt you. <laughs> How <laughs> ironic is that, <laughs> Doctor Wong? We did a. We, we, this has been such a touchy subject that we we do this. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, it just makes your head explode. So, uh, Duct tape the, award. The, the sad part of this whole thing, though, especially with statins, is is we're going to have a lot of people with dementia or Alzheimer's, and these people are going to bankrupt our system. Uh, that, that's a sad part about it, and that's why Dr. Jerry and I continue every week to, to, to bring information to the public because uh, sometimes some of it's going to get through because if they die, as you said, that's thinning the herd, but more than likely they're going to be dementia in a nursing home or living with family, and that's really tragic in my opinion. You know, it's it, it's also a, a generational thing. When 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 I was young, and I was advocating all this natural health stuff, uh, I was basically called a, a quack by absolutely everyone, in, including two sets of in-laws. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the the, the uh, uh, they were brainwashed into believing that the government had every good intention for you. FDR did not know <laughs> that the Japanese were coming to Pearl Harbor. Uh, The Maine was was sunk by the Cubans, and the Vietnamese actually attacked us at at, uh, the Bay of Tonkin. You know, so everything the government told you is absolutely true. Television doesn't lie, and medicine, the the doctors have sworn an oath to help you. You know, so they, 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 they were victims of 
Now, my kids are not as programmed. We're not as programmed. We see the flaws, but, you know, members of our generation, members of the even the younger generations, some of them will still continue to be programmed because they like it. They like being victims, and they like being led around by the hand. They don't want to think for themselves. We can't help those folks. But we will see less and less and less folks in the Alzheimer's wards as the generations progress on because the less people are buying the bullshit of the federal government. So you're trying to tell me that the uh, cymescence won't work for the Democratic Party? <laughs> Probably not, no. <laughs> it will not cure their insanity one, one, one lick. They're, they're, they're still suffering from, from what I call Saul Alinsky syndrome. <laughs> yeah, not, you know, that, 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 that's, some, that's a name that a lot of people don't know, uh, that they'll know about Saul Linsky. I My problem with Saul Linsky is that uh, Fidel Castro studied with him, but if Fidel Castro would have uh, made the professional baseball team, we, <laughs> things may have turned out differently. But Yeah, think of how different the, Cari- the, the Caribbean would have been if, if Cleveland or, or the Cincinnati <laughs> yeah. would, would, would have taken him on. Damn, man. <laughs> exactly. That's my thoughts exactly. <laughs> Instead, he yeah. went with Saul Linsky. Well, Dr. Wong, I, I, you've been really generous with your time, and I don't want to abuse that because I, I really do... thank you for having me on board. Uh, we, we would like to get you back on, and we, we'll talk about that all, uh, by, by email because I, I, I would like to get your thoughts uh, on the aerobic and anaerobic exercise and, and sexuality. And just general uh, supplemental supplement program for for our listeners. Uh, what you recommend, and of course, you always have a good reason why you do that. So if if we could maybe set that up, uh, we'll, we'll pick a time and uh, maybe talk for an hour, if that's okay with you. Perfectly okay. I would love to. Uh, I, I just love having you on. I, I love from the first time I saw the first video of you. And uh, I think Dr. Jerry and I were enamored. And, and then more so than that, it made a lot of sense. It connected some dots that we've been uh, having trouble with, and uh, especially this Zymessence. Uh, it's, a, it's a great product, and so is your Sinus. I mean, you know, I take two or three of them myself now, so I, 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 I am biased to say the least, but they, they all work out really well. <laughs> Dr. Jerry, anything for Dr. Wong before we, we turn this gentleman loose because he's been really uh, – we, we took up a lot of his well, time. You know, I've been practicing almost 50 years, and your information has uh, re- rekindled the fire in, in my my gut in such a way that it's um, it's changed my way of practicing uh, in a big way. And, and I can't thank you enough for that. I, I I thank you for listening, and I thank you for caring about your patients. You well, know, I'm think, one of the few. Most most yeah. docs don't. They just want to retire and go to the horse farm. They want to play golf. Well, someone told me years ago, retirement is your reward for being unsuccessful all your life. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the major guide in my life, if you go to the drwong.us website and you go to the dedications page, you'll see a picture there of an old black man named Dr. Charles W. Turner. Dr. Turner came back from, from, from fighting with the 379th Infantry in World War One, one of the Harlem Hell, uh, Hellfighters. Uh, and and he he went to Penn State back when Penn State had a naturopathic school. He went to mm. Columbia Chiropractic, which is now New York 
chiropractic. He, uh, I think, went to osteopathic school in, in, in Chicago, so he was a DCNDDO. No one wanted to go to a nigger doctor back then, so, you know, he, 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 he had a really funny practice. He, for his, all the years he practiced, he had a box on the wall. He never asked a patient to pay whatever you could put into the box, whether it was money or cigars or a bottle of rum or a pot pie, he took. Uh, and he would go to see patients when they couldn't come to see him. I met Doc Turner when he was 83, studied with him until I, he was 86. Doc was my example of how to be the most – I, I, I can't even get, get, get close to Doc for being a loving, caring, wonderful guy. But he practiced until the day he died. Wow. Love it. That's a great, great story. Not to be not to not to little that, but I always said in, in my fifty years of uh, medicine, I never practiced. I really did it right. But that's another story. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> oh, that's, I, I gotta remember that one. I gotta remember that one. Well, Doctor Wong, thank you so much. God bless you. And uh, thank you. God uh, bless, folks. Be well. And thank you for having right. me on board. And just just remember, Doctor Wong, never trust a doctor who has dying plants in a reception room. <laughs> they, actually, they should all be plastic and paper. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, Dr. Jerry, that was really uh, just a great uh, interview with uh, Dr. Wong. Uh, what, a, what, a, what a gentleman, what a scholar, and uh, he is really changing uh, the way that you and I are working and, uh, and changing lives, and that's, that's so important because he, I, I can now consider him an alchemist. You know, he's really transforming raw materials into something really valuable. So, Dr. Jerry, thank you so much uh, for for being here uh, as you are every Tuesday at 4 p.m., ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, this show, if uh, you liked it and you want to pass it on to your uh, friends and relatives, uh, we are uh, on uh, Block Talk Radio Archive. We're on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, Google Play, Alexa, iHeart Radio, TuneIn Radio, and soon to be Spotify. So, what the bottom line is, if you go to any place that has podcasts, you'll find all 279 episodes of this program. Most of them labeled. This one is labeled 279, Dr. William Wong. Dr. Jerry, uh, what can I say? It would be anticlimactic to say too much more for me. Yeah, the bottom line is uh, I hope that our listeners uh, open up their, their minds so that they, they don't get herded into the, uh, the slaughter line. That's all. Exactly. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here every each and every Tuesday, most of it live. Uh, November 6th, we will have uh, Dr. Jason Strohide, who uh, is, is an expert in CBD, cannabinoids. And uh, uh, we've had done, we have done shows on this, but not by a physician and by a producer. Uh, so we'll, we'll again revisit cannabinoids, CBD, that's the uh, marijuana without the THC. Uh, that is still over the counter, and how it, how it can reset your uh, your uh, endocannabinoid system, and uh, we'll have a great discussion with him. 
So with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. God bless. And Dr. Jerry, I'll see you on the radio next week. Take care. Have fun. Ciao. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Dr. Ron and Dr. Jerry on Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored with our esteemed guest, Dr. William Wong. We will see you next week at 4 p.m. Have a great week and see you then. Bye. Ciao. You're 3,000 feet above the trees in a hot air balloon. Your significant other gets down on one knee and pulls out a box containing a ring. You realize that this is the magic moment you've been looking forward to. Because there's never been a better time to test drive the 2019 CLA Coupe at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. With its sleek silhouette, unrivaled performance and technology, the CLA is your dream ride. Visit MBUSA.com CLA to learn more. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. You're 3,000 feet above the trees in a hot air balloon. Your significant other gets down on one knee and pulls out a box containing a ring. You realize that this is the magic moment you've been looking forward to. Because there's never been a better time to test drive the 2019 CLA Coupe at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. With its sleek silhouette, unrivaled performance and technology, the CLA is your dream ride. Visit MBUSA.com CLA to learn more. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing.